Hello everyone and welcome to Evan Sports Media Podcast. As you guys could tell, my name is Evan, just by the name of the podcast obviously, but in terms of what we're going to be talking about on this podcast, just thought I'd give a little rundown of that first as the opening statement here. So just a little bit about me and uh, the podcast. So in terms of the podcast, what we'll be talking about, it kind of goes hand in hand with just my life in general. So in terms of that, it has to do with what you think. Sports, obviously, but you probably are wondering what specifically and what teams mostly I will be covering because I will be covering sports fully and multiple times, obviously, and I will be covering it to it just depends on big topics but i'm gonna mainly cover my teams for the most part here so in terms of the teams that i will be covering it will be the mets and the rangers the new york rangers that is not the Texas rangers of course but the new york mets and the new york rangers those are the two teams i'll cover the most in terms of football and basketball i they're the sports i watch probably the least so i don't really know how much i'm going to cover about the eagles and the cavaliers those are my teams in terms of football and basketball so i don't know how much i'm going to be really covering those teams so for that we're going to just move on i guess we're going to talk about the mets with steve cohen and sandy alderson's conference opening statement remarks and everything because I found it really fascinating. Obviously, it was a week ago from today, so uh, I just really wanted to start a podcast, and I thought now is a good time, especially with Cohen buying the team now for the Mets. It's going to be an exciting time to be a Mets fan, and it's going to be fun watching Mets baseball every single night, which I've been dying for, because I could tell you guys right now that I have said before to my parents, I'm like, I'm going to die, and the Wilpons are somehow still going to be the owners of the team, Jeff Wilpons, kids, grandkids, whatever, they're somehow going to just keep the Mets going, and they're going to own the Mets until I die, and not even a year later after I say that, Cohen buys the team. However, that deal was the one that ended up falling through after that, and it was just funny because I was sitting with my dad in the car for that one, and we were talking about, he was telling me that, he heard from people that he works with that the Mets were going to be selling the team. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's just wishful thinking. There's no way they're actually selling the team. Then literally a few hours later, I'm just sitting down and I see that Cohen was in the process of buying the team along with other competitors in the race, including the A-Rod, Jennifer Lopez, which would have been a complete disaster. I would have been really irritated this it would have been worse than the Wilpons arguably and I said that if Aaron Jeffrey Lopez bought the team as much as I love the Mets I would have left at that point because there's just no way I'd be able to go through watching him uh Jennifer Lopez Travis Kelsey I think or one of the Kelseys was gonna be involved in the team uh sorry if I said any of the names wrong or yeah but in terms of that, I thought that it would have been a complete mess. Like Bradley Beal also just, it would have been a train wreck, the organization, because it would have been filled with a bunch of people with big egos. And who knows where the organization would have been headed at that point. It would have just been a complete nightmare. But we are here to talk about Cohen and the team. And 
there is just so much that we have to talk about because Cohen made a lot of remarks, a lot said a lot of things that made me really happy and it got my juices flowing as a Met fan and every Met fan should be excited about this. Now, in terms of the opening statement, here are uh, some things he said that really like stood out to me personally. He said, I want to build a great team every year and I want to win a World Series as much as the fans. The amount that he connected to the fans within this press conference really got me excited. He, In the opening statement, he goes on to say, our fans matter to me. He goes on to say, I'm all in. Let's go Mets. That really, really got me uh, hyped up. And he said along the lines of using the best analytics also, build a championship. You don't buy them, meaning he's not going to just piss money in free agency and call it a day and act like uh, we could just build our team based off free agency. No, you have to build structure. That's how teams like the Los Angeles Dodgers got to where they were. They got to the World Series this past year by building a structured farm system, a structured analytics department, a structured front office, and it it's no longer this joke of a franchise. It's all business now. It is all a serious thing, and it's no more hearing the Will Ponds uh, spew at you whatever they want you to hear it's none of that anymore because you could take what the Wilpon said with a grain of salt Cohen I definitely trust in at least of course for now if things go downhill then we'll see how that statement uh ages I'm hoping it ages well and I'm hoping that I don't have to talk about at some point that I want to see Cohen sell the team I highly doubt that because there's just so many things that he talked about in this press conference that leads me and other Met fans alike to believe that he is going to trend this organization in the right direction. And I really just can't wait. One of the things also that goes hand in hand with build championships, don't buy them. He said, we want to win now, but we are also building for the long term. And that really stood out to me because it's not going to be this one year thing. You look at teams like the Yankees, you look at teams like the Dodgers, they are consistently contending year in and year out. Even the Yankees, when they went through that quote-unquote rebuild process, what, they missed the playoffs one year in that process and then lost a wildcard game in 2015. I believe that's the year the Mets went to the World Series and they lost the wildcard game that year. And they missed the playoffs in 2014, I believe, because that was Jeter's last season and the... Yankees couldn't make the playoffs for him one last time. I specifically remember that, but yeah, so in that quote-unquote rebuild, retool process that the Yankees went, and if you even want to call it that, it just flew by, and Yankee fans did not have to wait for postseason baseball again. Dodgers, they, I, I can't remember the last time that they missed the playoffs. I don't know if they have in my lifetime. I'm sure they have maybe in my uh, younger ages, but in terms of recently and just when I've gotten really into the game, the Dodgers have been in the playoffs year in and year out. And the Mets are looking to build something like that. They are looking to build something that is into that goes into the playoffs every single season. You go into the season and you are making your predictions. You're sitting there thinking who will make the playoffs and the Mets are one of the teams. That's what Cohen and Sandy Alderson want to build here. And I just can't be, I just can't wait. I just can't wait to see what's going to come. But that was really it for the 
opening statement from him. Now, here is something that I, I know I keep saying this for everything, but it's just that everything gets me more and more excited. He says people will be held accountable to wait. I, people will be held accountable. Let people do their jobs. And that just oh, that just made me so excited because there are so many stories that come out of the past with the Mets with the Wilpon errors of people stepping on each other's toes where last year you taken a let's go 2019 as in last year 2019 is the prime example of that i could think of of people stepping on each other's toes for their jobs you have mickey callaway who is the manager at the time of course and you have brody van wagenen and his slick back hair looking like a car salesman and his $1,000 suits and everything, acting like he knows better. And he stepped on Mickey Calway's toes like there was no tomorrow. I Just the amount of times that you could tell, there's just no way Mickey could be that idiotic to bat Cano third as much as he did. That's just something that I really can't see happening. Mickey was just a horrendous manager in general, as we saw in 2018 when he... Handed the wrong lineup card out of the Mets bad out order. We we don't even have to talk about that. But what we will talk about probably in another podcast, which is why you guys should follow, is Brody Van Wagenen, his tenure, and just like the GM role in general of who should fill. And Brody Van Wagenen was just, the era was a complete train wreck. But like I said, we'll save all that for another podcast. But this is just an example of stepping on toes. What it felt like 2019 specifically, more than any other year, is you had Brody Van Wagenen was managing from his couch. You had Jeff Wilpon, who is just a complete moron. He was pretty much the general manager. They were, Brody Van Wagenen was the manager, and it was like Jeff Wilpon was the general manager, and people were stepping on each other's toes. This just leads me to leads me to believe that Cohen does not want he will support the team he will support it financially and everything of course that's what he's has to do he's the owner but by him saying this he is saying that whoever takes over as the general manager is not gonna he's not gonna step over them unless he absolutely has to which kind of goes into the whole Luis Rojas situation for me because I personally am not a fan of him. And I think that if a general manager after this season, if he wants to keep Rojas, we'll see how Rojas does this season. But if Rojas has another season like last season and the new general manager wants to keep him, then Steve Cohen more than certainly has to step over and get Rojas out of here. But we'll talk about that a little bit later because Sandy Alderson did say some things about Luis Rojas. And just like I said before, what he said in terms of making the fans happy, it just, it got me so excited. Some quotes right here that I have. He says, I am doing it for the fans. I I want to make millions happy. He also said, old timers day will be a thing because fans were requesting that, which I can't wait to see Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling going up against each other. Hopefully Gary Cohen calling it. I haven't seen that on Twitter. I can't wait for that. He says that fans are knowledgeable and I want to listen to them. 
just the amount he talks about the fans. He says, I'd rather have passionate uh, emotional fans than not. I love talking to the fans. They are smart fans. Just stuff along those lines. The Wilpons never, and I mean never, even cared to talk about the fans whatsoever. Never cared. He just never cared to talk about the fans. Didn't care what the fans were. He, he just did not care about the fan base. And it was as clear as day to all Met fans. And he just spewed out complete garbage. The Wilpons, that is specifically Jeff, I'm referring to as he. Because Jeff Wilpon was just... He was the reason this whole process got prolonged in the first place. Because he wanted to still have control over the team. And that just bothered me completely because it was like if you're Jeff Wilpon's dad I I forgot his name for some reason but if you're him like how do you just not step over over your son like it just was a complete embarrassment but finally like I said like we are talking about the deal is done but back to what I was uh saying with the fans I, I mean that's really all I have to say about the fan wise actually in terms of that, I just am so, I'm just so pumped to be a Met fan right now. And the quote that has been trending more than anything that he uh, ended on that kind of just like ties into the fans, which is why I want to say it now, is he said, I am all in, I'm ready for the challenge. And that all in quote has just been spreading like wildfire. And I I love it. I love everything about it because us Met fans have just been dying for someone to show their passion for the team. And the amount he connects to the fans is just absolutely amazing. And it's just something that we need because he could just be a $14 billion man. But the fact that he grew up on Long Island, grew up a Met fan, just makes everything that much better for this team going forward. I at least believe so. And... Many other Met fans believe it as well that the organization's treading, uh, trending in the right direction. And going forward, I I just can't wait to see what they build. That is uh, Steve Cohen and Sandy Alderson, of course. And in terms of other stuff he said, he says, need to build properly to, su uh, to sustain excellence, and we want to win today. I'm not in this for a short-term fix i want to be good every year that is the goal and that's just that's just something that really uh makes me happy building an organization with structure it all goes back to that and he also says in terms of employee wise he says i need to surround myself with real professionals he says he wants to learn from those professionals says stuff along the lines of i don't accept mediocrity and then this is of course the quote that uh really got me excited i will consider not winning a world series within three to five years disappointing so the fact that within three to five years we could see the mets winning a world series that that's just something that it gets me going it gets me going again this entire uh press conference that they had got me going and just this all goes together and the fact that he is trying to build this team with structure is just going to show it's going to turn the eyes with to a lot of employees throughout the or throughout the baseball world that is 
they are going to turn their attention and actually want to work for the Mets. And Sandy Alderson kind of talked about that briefly, about how he wants all the Mets stuff to die, like Lowell Mets and everything. I can't believe that even got said. Shout out to your name tree there. He must have been happy about that, but I doubt he's even watching this. But in terms of that, it just, they want to kill this whole thing of Mets are going to met. They want to just get rid of this entire thing of the Mets are going to met. Like I just said, um, oh, only the Mets will do this. The Mets are a joke of an organization. No more Will Ponzi's as that was the hashtag for a while and i'm just super super excited as i keep saying and in order to build an organization to have a good workplace you need to get the right guys as he was kind of referring to there and if they could build this analytics department this is the thing that i really just can't stress enough that Analytics are just so important to the game and the fact that he kept referring to the fact that he wants to beef up the analytic department and he was trying not to throw shade at the Will Pond so many times you could tell and it was just it was just really funny to me. But with the analytics department, I I don't know what he's gonna do. He's gotta find I I still think in terms of the GM position, I know I said I was gonna save it for another podcast, but I think that that guy from the race, I forgot his name, but I really want that guy from the race specifically just because you look at what the Rays did with Alex. It brought them to the World Series. Yes, they didn't win, and yeah, it might have backfired in the World Series, but Cohen kind of, uh, he kind of brought that up, or it didn't bring that up. Somebody asked him about it, but he kind of like answered it in a way. He basically said along the lines of, analytics are the way they got there but sometimes you also have to go with your gut meaning that managerial wise even if analytics get you as far as they do sometimes you gotta go with your gut and you gotta go with what you think is the right decision at the right time and i that just worries me personally with luis rojas rojas is just not a good manager i know it's a half season and people are gonna say to wait and give him a chance but I personally just don't really see how giving him another chance is the best idea, but we will just wait and see. But before the analytics department, the thing about the Mets competing and winning a World Series in three to five years, they have so much work to do because Brody depleted the farm system completely, which, again, we'll talk about next podcast. You have so many holes and you look around the baseball diamond for this team i'd say there are just there's two players on the team that not well not in terms of pitchers but two position players on the team and that's it the rest is just holes the rest is just holes and that is michael conforto and dominic smith because both do well on both sides of the ball in order to succeed you need players that are good both offensively and defensively you can't have any of this crap anymore of just defensive specialists like we have with jake marisnik billy hamilton all these guys that we have been getting over the years uh rajay davis you can't that's just unacceptable you can't have just these defensive guys then you can't have just these offensive guys 
Like, for example, Wilson Ramos. I mean, he was just brutal defensively, but pretty good offensively. This year took a really big dip. But you can't. You need players that are good on both sides of the ball. And that's really where I question how this three to five year window is going to be reachable. You just look. I know he has the money to sign free agents, but you just look around the diamond. There are just far too many holes. You do obviously have DeGrom at the top of your rotation. You have Syndergaard, Stroman next year. Syndergaard, who knows if he's going to be ready opening day, but he'll be back at some point. The rotation, uh, you have Peterson in it as well, but like there's still holes behind Peterson. Steven Matz is just not going to cut it anymore. I'm sorry. Just because he's from the island we have to and grew up a Met fan we have to stop giving him a chance he has just gotten far too many opportunities year in and year out and he will never go back to the 2015 2016 version that he was it's just unrealistic at this point and of course last year if the Cohen deal went through we'd still probably have Zach Wheeler right now and our rotation wouldn't even be a question you go into next season then you have DeGrom as your one I'd say Wheeler two Syndergaard three Stroman four Peterson five and then Matt you either trade him for a box of baseballs or you just put him in the bullpen do whatever with him I don't care but the rotation was clearly a problem last year of course we didn't expect Stroman to opt out and we didn't expect uh Syndergaard to need Tommy John surgery going into the year but the fact that your depth was Rick Porcello and Michael Waka just that's where the whole build a farm system comes into play. You need depth. You need good depth, I should say, because Brody would build. I'll give him a little bit of credit there. He did build some good depth when it comes to the major league roster, but only for position players. I mean, when with the rotation, you had still the Corey Oswalt. You had Chris Flexens, guys like that coming up. And then for the bullpen, you had the Tyler Bachelors, the Drew Ganyos. You had those players, those caliber players pitching out when, pitching out of the bullpen or pitching in the rotation when there was an injury. The Paul Seawalds, you need to build better depth. And that's where beefing up the analytics department, beefing up the front office and everything all goes, it all ties together. All ties together. And... To me, personally, I know people are probably going to be mad what I said before about the holes on the roster except for Conforto and Smith. But in reality, you look at Pete Alonso, you look at Brandon Nemo, you look at J.D. Davis, you look at Ahmed Rosario, you look at Robinson Cano, just pretty much every, you look at every other position player on the team, what's something they all have in common? They are only good on one side of the ball. Maybe Jimenez, all right, he showed flashes on offense and defense. All right, maybe he'll develop if we don't trade him for Lindor, of course, which hopefully we do without giving up too much if we're going to make that trade. For all I know, the trade's happening right now, but I can't look. But who knows? Who knows? And just for the rest of the roster... You can't possibly tell me you're going to win a championship with these guys. Like, I'm sorry. And that's also where I have a problem with the Marcelo Zuna thing where the Mets are in. He just has that same thing in common where he's good on one side. He could hit, but he really, he can't play defense. Brandon Nimmo could hit, but can't play defense. 
Jeff McNeil can hit but can't play defense. Davis can hit but can't play defense. Alonso can hit but can't play defense. Cano can hit but can't play defense. It's just all of these players on the team can't play defense. And that's not how you're going to win a championship, which is why getting a guy like Lindor in your lineup every day is crucial. It is absolutely crucial to have a guy like that in your lineup so you have somebody that could produce offensively and defensively. James McCann, you sign him, he's going to produce offensively and defensively. Or Real Muto, whoever. Springer, offensively, defensively. You need guys like that, and you need to build a farm system worth of guys like that so you don't have to just keep spending all this money on free agency so you have the years of arbitration and the rookie salary, the rookie base salary. You need guys like that and the Mets, Brody Van Wagenen. We, we, oh, we definitely will talk about that Cano DS trade. You already know that's coming in the next podcast. You already know that is, uh, that's common. You know that's common. And just, uh, how perfect would it be to have Kalanick when we need a center fielder? How perfect would it be? For who the Mets I want to sign. I don't know if I should talk about that within the new GM search, which I think I will save for that, or maybe even a different podcast. Definitely follow, because like I said, we're going to be talking a lot about the Mets this offseason, a lot. We will definitely talk about them during the season, especially if they if they have a brutal season like usual, but I just, I'm I'm more confident going into this year, way more confident than I've ever been in any season in my entire life as a Met fan, even though 2019 I did have high um, high praise for some of the moves that were made in the offseason that ended up uh, being really, really, really bad moves. So that's really going to be it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Please be sure to follow the podcast whether you're listening on soundcloud spotify apple whatever you're listening on be sure to follow give your feedback of things i could improve on this is just the first one so cut me some slack if there is a little bit of hiccups within the podcast and give me your feedback of how i could improve as a podcaster because i do want to really get heavily invested into this because talking sports uh watching sports it's a way of getting away from the real world for me so i just like that aspect of sports personally and that's what i watch sports for most of the time so yeah hope you guys enjoyed and i will see you guys in the next episode